You are listening to the Multi Geek Podcast. This is the Multi Geek Show, Episode 2, recorded August 15th, 2009. It actually just turned midnight. Uh, today's show is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about first person shooters, a little bit of Doom. Uh, we're also going to talk about id software and their new game rage we're going to talk about a little bit of fast food and also some convenience store stuff and a lot of other things in between so we're glad to have you and hope you enjoy the show so i thought of the um the indiana jones movie that we should make next and it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom 2. But it's like Doom 2, the video game. Except it's Indiana Jones and the Doom Marine teaming up, and they're fighting the minions of hell. And I'm not sure, but I think I want it to have all Doom 2 graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, but how long do you think Indy would last in that situation? Oh, well, he would, he would live... The whole movie. Oh yeah, he's Indiana Jones. If if the if look if I have Is to he swallow like Chuck the Norris and, he, and he, he'll take anything. The, yes, he'll it, overcome anything. Yes, have you you haven't seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? No. Thank God, you untainted brain, you <laughs> wonderful child of purity. <laughs> However, do you mind if I spoil one part that doesn't I don't matter? Care. Okay, I was going to say if I'm supposed to sit here and swallow the fact that he survives a nuclear blast. Oh, and by getting of... in a refrigerator, yeah, I heard then he that. can survive hell. Because let me tell you, it's a <laughs> lot hotter in the radius of a nuclear blast than hell. Oh, it's hotter in the nuclear blast? Yes. Okay. Little known scientific fact. I see. I think. <laughs> I think that that would is have that to. Your fake science? Yes, that is my fake scientific conclusion. <laughs> and um, I, the reason why I think. My the, the fake fact that I'll use, I'll back it up with some logic. If you look at the cover for the original Doom game, the Doom Marine is wearing what looks like a an armor halter top. He has no coverage of his stomach or his arms, so he would have melted, <laughs> I would imagine. But anyway, um, I the reason why I bring that up and what made me think of it in the first place is I've been recently playing Doom, and I don't mean Doom 3, like... New engine Doom. I mean like Doom. Classic Doom. Software, shareware. And uh, it's actually... I'm playing it through Xbox uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Doom 2 is coming on, coming out on Xbox Live. Doom 2 is? Yeah. When is that? I don't know. Okay, well, I would like to find out. And the reason I why I say that is because... I'm just going to tell you that if you... There are two camps. People who have played Doom and love it, and then the people who haven't played doom because if if you don't love doom it's because you haven't played it no that's actually an, an ignorant <laughs> statement but um i would venture to say that a lot of people and this is why we wanted to bring it up in the show um a lot of people don't realize how many things doom is responsible for that are currently being enjoyed by gamers all over the world um did you know that doom while not the first game that had deathmatch Doom is the first game that had deathmatch over Ethernet, where computers could link up and play against each other. And that was also the first game to call it a deathmatch. These are titles and and things that have followed through. The the first game where you could frag your friend in offices everywhere. And that's incredible to me. And I think that that was one of the reasons why it was so awesome, is because of the gore, the, the concept, the... Minions of hell, and you're the lone marine, but then on top of that, you could fight each other. You could also play the game with each other. It was one of the first co-op games that you could link, if not the first co-op game, that you could link computers together and play the game together over a modem. How fantastic is that? I hate Doom. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I... I died a little inside. I know. No, but do you really hate it? No, I don't hate it. Um, whenever I try to play the original, I get motion sick. Really? And I don't know why. You need a slower computer. You need a 486SX that you have Maybe. to hit F5 before it boots up <laughs> to run it. That's what I had. It's only it's only those old uh, DOS FPS games that 
make me sick. I think motion sick. I I really think I do know why. And, uh, you know, I made the joke that it was because your computer is too fast. But I think because the frame rate is so high and the the rendering, it it just looks so smoothly. Yeah. It's like you're spinning if you're not careful. Yeah. Uh, They did a good job on the Xbox uh, arcade. Because I I didn't have a computer back when it was released. It was like 1993. Yeah. So I was never I never got into that. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Because I'm and I wasn't joking either. I played Doom Three. I beat that. That game was fantastic. That was amazing. And it was its own. It was its own level of awesome. I agree with that. A lot but of to people me, don't like it. Do you know why? Why? Why have you heard? They say it's too dark, and there are zombie closets, which they don't like. I guess. What are zombie closets? Like a room that you open and a zombie pops right out at you. Oh. Uh, it's like a room that just contains a monster. Oh, and that's the purpose of the room. I guess. Yeah, I was reading an article on, but they uh, don't. They don't. They like that, or they don't like that. It's too dark, and you can't hold your weapon and your flashlight at the same time. Yeah, and that, that's even something that. Um, it. I never had trouble with it though, so I, I can't really understand it. Well, I thought that it was uh, th- that those two things that you not the zombie closet, but they said that uh, I read an article that was written by ID Software, and mm-hmm. it was in actually the new Game Informer, which is covering Rage, mm-hmm. uh, which is ID Software's new. 3D first-person shooter, and in that they were talking to uh, John Carmack, who is one of the uh, lead programmers. Um, He actually is one of the the front runners in 3D gaming technology, and he said one of the things – I think it was him who said this, him or the uh, vice president of the company, but someone higher up said that the two things they would change about Doom – um, were that the game was too long (laughs) and that they wish you could have the flashlight out all the time. Yeah. And too long. That's what he said. I didn't think it was too long at all. I I, kind of blew through it, but I loved it. So maybe, uh, you remember how slow I played that? I pretended like it was real, man. You savored that game. I did. I played it like I would walk through corridors. I didn't blow through. I play every game. I just... The enjoyment of playing games for me comes from getting to the end as fast as I can. Ah, uh, the the beat it. Like, you yeah. want to beat it, not just... Yeah, I say... I mean, I do... I, I stop to look around at, at the art and details and things, but I don't spend that much time on it. Like, I see it, and then it's like, okay, I've seen it, so I can move on now. Right. I don't spend time, like, staring at it. I don't know. Some people may do that. I was walking around and acting as though, like, I didn't, I tried not to save it often. Uh-huh. Like, and I tried to, yeah, it is, I was just savoring it, like you said. I was trying to pretend, like, if I died, then I was dead. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I, and playing it that way, like, walking in a room slowly, looking around, trying to, no, I mean, there was a balance. There were times where I would walk quickly and things like that, but I tried to really savor it and try to get into the moment mm-hmm. i mean if you look at the original doom they even say that the reason why they didn't give the marine a name in it is because they really wanted you to pretend that it was you that's mm-hmm. why they didn't give it a name you know give it give him a name so um it said it's not officially announced yet but uh at QuakeCon, they've been showing doom 2 on xbox live i guess really and but there's no like release date or anything for that huh See, that's fantastic to me because that game to me is just one that I love very, very much. You've been playing it on Xbox Live, you said, right? I've been playing it on Xbox Live. And Do you the, think I would be able to play it on that and not get sick? I or think so. Or is it so. also very fast? No, no, no. I think so because actually um, what I was going to say before and then I forgot was that the the port – I actually started to say it, I think. The port to the Xbox system is very good mm-hmm. um, and that it's – the frame rate itself, I believe, is exactly what they want it to be. It's not too fast so that it looks fake, and it's not so slow that it's choppy. Yeah. So I think that they just dial it into what exactly they want and keep it there. So I, I think you should give it a shot. Yeah. Um, Doom, they, it's also going to be released on the iPhone, Doom, just like uh, Wolfenstein was. I hope. No, I'm telling you. You're telling they, me that. that yeah, yeah, would, yeah. I would buy that immediately. <clears throat> but I'm saying. It better not be on the rails. No, no, no! It's the original. Doom. Okay, good. So it's all we're all. But I have I have the original Wolfenstein on my iPhone, and that does, I don't get motion sick from that. So I'm thinking if I buy Doom on my iPhone, I, I won't get sick from it. Yeah, is that a long game? The original Doom. Well, it's interesting how it played out. It it was um, the short answer is yes. <laughs> okay. The long answer is 
it was released at first as shareware, meaning it was circulated around for free mm-hmm. um, on PC. And um, it was in 1993. And the way that it was is Doom is divided into the three episodes. Um, it was also unique in that it was almost arcade style that you could select which episode you wanted to play. And the three episodes that there were were Knee Deep in the Dead, um, The Shores of Hell, and then Inferno. Mm-hmm. And you could select either one of those, uh, any of those three. Um, the first episode, Knee Deep in the Dead, was the shareware version that went around and was uh, downloaded. It says it was on over something in the neighborhood of 5 million computers or uh, something. Oh, I, I might need correction on that. It, either, it might be a million who purchased it, but it was downloaded for free on over 5 million. But the that that portion has a certain amount of levels. And then once you beat that, there's kind of what the equivalent of a cutscene would be now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just boot you into the next episode. It spits you out to the menu screen. Oh. And then you have to play the next episode. Oh, and, and then it does the same thing at the end of the second episode and oh. third episode. Now, when you bought the game, you got episodes two and three. Um, so do you want me to tell you like exactly what each episode was or do you want to just no. play it and let it be your... I'll just play it. All right, because it's, it's really cool. I think uh, on the iPhone version of Wolfenstein, you can choose any level you want to go to. You can just select any level. That makes sense. Uh, so do you think that Doom will be like that? Maybe. Uh, That's how it was on Xbox. On Xbox, oh, you, can, okay. you can pick any level. Yeah, it'll probably be like It's just that. you can play whatever you want. And um, yeah. that's what it was. It was... It was distributed to shareware, and it was played by an estimated 10 million people within two years of release. And then it was saying um, that as far as like actually being downloaded, there was a different number. Mm-hmm. But like 10 million people played it as shareware, and then um, you know, I don't. I just looked at this, and I don't think I, I mentioned it to you. Did you see that Doom Four is coming next year? Uh, yeah. Do you think so? Why not? Id Software is notoriously they are they are famous for a game is done when it's done. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Blizzard and Valve are. Really? Yeah. Well, good. I mean, Id Software has always been that way, and it's a good. I think it's a good quality to have in a game. Well, okay, so maybe not next year. I think they are just speculating. I think it's speculation too because they're still not even releasing Rage yet. Yeah. Like, why would they have their own products compete with each other so close together? If you've got a game so, like Rage coming out, and that's probably mm, not going to come out until close to Christmas. It's saying there won't be any announcements regarding Doom 4 until next year's QuakeCon. Hmm. The only thing but I heard still, about... still, if it comes, it's... I mean, it'd be cool to have Doom 4. I completely agree. It had better I love be... Doom 3 so much. Oh, me too. Did you now? Which, which brings up the uh, question: Did you play Resurrection of Evil? I, I well, I own it, and I did. Did you play it? Yes. Uh, did you beat it? Yes. Oh, see, I can only get so far in it because it it, it just seems it seems boring to me. Even with the Soul Cube. Well, another thing about it is. My my computer ran Doom Three fine. I yeah. think I had it on medium settings, which right. looked fine. Uh huh. But Resurrection of Evil, I think the graphics are cranked up a little bit. Ah, uh. they're like a little higher, so it doesn't run as good even on low settings. Hmm. So it's not fun playing it to me like that. That stinks. Really, that stinks because yeah. it was cool. It got cooler and cooler to me. I thought. Was the ending cool? Yeah, I thought. Was it as long as Doom Three or kind of? I don't remember. Hmm. Because Doom 3, don't forget that I played Doom 3 in a hurricane. I'm going to give you a picture of how much I love Doom. I forgot about that. We had a neighbor who had a generator during uh, the hurricanes the year that it came out. I forgot about this, yeah. The, the rest of my family said, we're going over to your aunt's house. She has electricity. I said no because I couldn't bring my computer. Why couldn't um, you? Well, the weather, really. The I, I just didn't want to bring it and, and have it. So I thought, all right. <laughs> They said, well, if you want to stay here, you can, but the neighbor said you can use the generator. You have one plug to plug a power strip into, but don't fill all the power strip up with plugs because if you do, you might short it out. Yeah. So they said, you can use like two of the plugs on the six-way. And I said, okay. So what I did was 
took the extension cord from my neighbor's yard where the generator was through my front door and in the dark in the humid heat at night I played Doom 3 and I used both of those plugs one for my monitor and one for my tower and that is what I did and it was so awesome because it was pitch black it was hurricane outside it was like Doom in real life and then I was playing Doom on the computer so it was definitely uh, pulse pounding. That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, man. It was it was it was ridiculous, but I loved it, and I wouldn't change a bit of it. <clears throat> so. I played it safely in my room with the air conditioning. Yeah, you know that's. I mean, I, you know what? If I had to pick, I would say I would want to do that at least a little. Play in the dark with the humidity and stuff, because really, it, well, it, I did play it in the dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, but it just made it feel more real. Like it's that, like putting myself into it again. So yeah. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to bring up Doom because I think it's a great game. If you've never played Doom, if you've seen it before and you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Give it a shot. It's on Xbox Live. I think it's under, I don't know how many points it is. I think it's under 1,200 points. 1,200 points or less. Um, It's got co-op mode, so you can play through it with friends on the same system. And you can also deathmatch, which is fun. Um, Because, again, they originated the Ethernet deathmatch. So Mm -hmm. um, the whole game is something you should experience if you consider yourself a gamer. If you're a game geek and you haven't played Doom, check it out. What do you think about um, the new Wolfenstein? Have you seen much on it? Seen a little bit. I don't know. It, it's not getting me as excited as Return to Castle Wolfenstein. No, me either. Why. Eh, it just seems over the top to me. Seems a little hokey. None of it looks interesting or Mm-mm. unique. No, it just seems like it's the first game... With them trying to turn the cheese factor up. Hmm. Like they're just going over the top. The first game I loved because you have these, um, it's like military style missions, and hmm. slowly but surely the supernatural is introduced. Yeah. And it makes it seem more realistic. You kind of get more immersed in it. It becomes uh, frightening when you see your first zombies and things. And you're like, whoa. And you start realizing, okay, I'm really going to deal with the supernatural. Hmm. This game's highlighting the whole thing. Yeah. It's got like zombies in uniform and stuff. Which, I'm not against that, but it just doesn't seem like it's in the spirit of the first game. Yep. Which is the, the Germans trying to harness the supernatural. This one, it's like, here we go. <laughs> the third Riker zombies, you know. <laughs> I don't know enough about the game, really, to say that. But I'm just, just based on the, the, the few articles I've read mm-hmm. and some pictures I've seen, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, Kotaku had an article here about um, how many World War II games there are. There are a hundred and eighty-three games based in World War Two. Wow! You mean on on every system ever? Or? Uh, yeah, just get, collecting all of them, I guess. Wow! And then it's showing World War One has eighteen games. The Korean War has one game, and that is Mash. Oh wow! <laughs> Vietnam has sixteen. The Iraq War has four, and. Uh, Iraq War Two, it says, has one game. Huh. So World War Two is like the most popular war. Now, why do you think so? Nazis, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree, and you know why? Yeah, not we're... not just because Nazis were like, oh, neat, Nazis mm. are awesome. You know, it's be- interesting though. the The Wolfenstein RPG that just came out on the iPhone. I have not heard of this. You mentioned it to me, but I don't know anything okay. about it. Yeah, um, it's basically Wolfenstein, but it's an RPG. It's got like kind of cartoony graphics, but any sign, any Nazi symbols or anything, or they're not in the game. There's no swastikas or anything. And Hitler doesn't have a little mustache under his nose. He has kind of like a soul patch thing here. Now, why is this? I don't know. I think I have an idea. Why? Because if you had swastikas in it and Hitler, it wouldn't get through the iTunes store. But doesn't the original Wolfenstein have that? That shoots that theory down. <laughs> no, did you just set that up? No, I didn't. No, I really didn't. I can. Um, no, that was just really a, was a bad train of logic. I, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, so I don't know why that is, but that's bizarre. I guess it's a designer's choice if they want to make it rated G. Um, something though that that was interesting to me is mm-hmm. that. Um, kind of going back to what I was going to say, it's not just that Nazis are Nazis and we think, oh, neat, I love their uniforms. It's that World War II is one of the periods where you can almost 
not almost you can with certainty define good guys and bad guys it just seems like the line can be drawn there's true evil it's an axis of evil yeah it's not a war of ambiguity it's not a, a war of um oversaturation of politics and of neutrality and things like that it's like if you look through history there was an axis of evil that was truly looking to take over the world it's like the quintessential um plot for a, a movie or something it's like the the bad guy plot your your big bad is hitler and your i mean it could be an epic fantasy if you just yeah. take the same thing and i think that you know take people's love of first person shooters and then put them in that time period and then mix it with the nostalgia the cool uh, design elements and then the idea that you can also pepper things in of the supernatural or those kinds of things and it's not necessarily disrespectful there's a war going on right now in Iraq, so to make a game about that, it's kind of like, all right, I can understand having fun playing that, but it's almost like it's done. We've buried and honored those troops. We continue to honor those troops, and now we're making a game to relive those experiences versus people actually living their experiences right now. It's I don't think it's as respectful to make a game about that. Right. You know. So I think those are a couple of reasons why. Well, very good. You know, I think the number one reason? What? Sales. If it sells, they make more. That's just how it goes. Well, that's true, too. And I think between Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, my grandpa's a soldier. <laughs> what? I just made that one up, but, you okay. know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Assassin's oh, Creed man. meets World War II. <laughs> my grandpa was a soldier, and they put you in the machine. And... <laughs> Dunna. Have you ever seen those DS games? They're like, imagine babies. No. The Z and like imagine nursing. <laughs> no. They're real. What? So I thought they'd be like, imagine my grandpa's a soldier. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't. <laughs> now I do. So I saw this um, Joker figure online a couple weeks ago by, um, I guess it's by Hot Toys. And, and what type of Joker? Like Dark Knight Joker? Yeah, well, it's the Dark Knight Joker. Um, it's one-sixth of a scale, I guess. Okay. And it is very detailed. <laughs> and this is a picture I'm showing you. Wow. It is a picture of the scene where we are first introduced to the Joker, um, where he goes in and he's talking to the... Well, no, that's not true. It's where he is introducing himself to the crime bosses of Gotham, really. So it's after the heist, but it's where he has his thumb on his homemade uh, his homemade satchel bomb of hand grenades. He's got his thumb on the pin, and he just kind of pulls it, you know, a little bit, and it is it looks incredible. Yeah. This figure I read has a system to where the eyes move depending on what position you put it in. Wow. They change position. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. You mean almost like a um like it's it's weighted inside of him like in water or something like where if you move it it'll roll or like a a, a picture where if you move your location it looks like the eyes are following you. No, no, no. Yeah, no, they actually move. Wow. Yeah. How cool. I don't know cool. exactly how the system works, but... That is such a neat idea. There's another picture, I think, of it. What a neat idea. See how they're looking down now? Oh, wow. And it looks like... Wait a second. Now he has cards in his hand. You're telling me you can pose this figure in, in a few different ways. Oh, yeah. Like... There's a... You know how when we buy, like, the anime figures and they come with, like, 100 accessories... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this is like. Yeah, because it's like it shows that he has a knife yeah, now. All different variations of hand poses and uh, different uh, accessories like knives and bombs and things. Yeah. But he also comes with a different head, him as the police. I would love to see the that. The police officer. They only show that quickly, but that's one of my favorite parts of the movie because you see him with his scars and you just see his face. And oh, it looks, there it is. It right looks there, so actually. weird. I mean, it's a small picture, but... Wow. <clears throat> How much does that thing cost? You Look think? at that. It's, it, that thing, it, the detail 
on the photos we're seeing are incredible. Um, and we'll this link. This is that. actually the blog I think I was looking for. Isn't that funny? That is I funny. I found it through Bing. But um, that is incredible. Wow, <laughs> it's kind of like the quintessential Joker. There you go. Like the quintessential Joker act. Wow, that's him as the policeman with the scars. Oh, that's a close-up of it. Isn't that amazing? It looks real. They're getting so good at sculpting now. Figures. Figures. Are, remember when McFarlane only, he was the only one that made good figures? Yeah, Like I do. good detailed. Yeah. But now there's so many companies that make, I mean, better than his quality. Like this. Something like this. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll link this so that you listening out there aren't like, all right, guys, we can't see what you're looking at. Talk about something. Um, sorry, I'm just excited about it. It looks really good. Um, so. Uh, now do you see why I had to show you with detail, though? Yeah. No, I do see. That's so awesome. So, I wanted to do a bit of an unorthodox review. Uh, something that um, I haven't, I don't know that I've ever reviewed for anything. Um, but I am slowly turning into a convenience store geek and i am becoming more and more addicted to i say addicted not really i just enjoy very much the experience of walking into the convenience store and all those little strange treats that you can only find in there there are no supermarkets that carry these things (laughs) there is just these little stop and robs peppered throughout the countryside that you go in and you can get these things. Now I saw a convenience store that had a Guitar Hero World Tour on sale. It was on the Krispy Kreme case. And I just thought that was the biggest impulse buy someone could make. Talking about the game? The full boxed system yeah. game. Not the system, but the mm. with the drum set and everything. <laughs> um, so what am I reviewing? I'm going to review two tasty little things that I found in a convenience store. And I want to see if people out there have tried these things and if they have an interest on trying these things. Okay, the first thing I wanted to talk about was something from the Frito-Lay family. Have you ever had um, cheese puffs? You know, they're the, they look like um, little like curly elbows, <clears throat> almost like elbow macaroni. It's just they're big puffs of cheese. Have you ever had those? I have seen them. Okay. I don't like cheese snacks. Oh, okay, well, then you wouldn't know the difference probably between a cheese puff and a Cheeto. No. All right. A cheese puff, in my opinion, tastes stale the instant it is in the air. (laughs) The thing is like, it's like stale personified. So we eat them in space? (laughs) Good call. I think even in space they would taste stale. Oh, okay. I think when they come out of the machine. it's not the air that does it. No, I believe these things are made stale. Oh, I see. It's like a, a void of awful. Yeah. Anyway, then you have Cheetos, which are the small, almost caveman-looking, cheese club-looking ones. Those are delicious to me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't help myself when I came across what I found, which was called Cheetos Giant. And it's a bag that I thought was one big, giant Cheeto. And it was about the size of a candy bar. And I thought... Wow, it didn't say cheese puff, it said giant. And I thought, let me try this thing. So, I did try it, and they look about the size of a tater tot. It just comes with one piece? No, it comes with multiple pieces. Oh, I see. I thought it was one big one. Yeah. This is the, I believe, perfect cross between a cheese puff and a Cheeto. It is half stale. (laughs) <laughs> and half delicious. Okay. No, honestly, if you like Cheetos and cheese puffs, try these because it's very interesting to taste the texture of a cheese puff with the crunchiness of a Cheeto. It's very interesting. Now, to wash down my Cheetos, I tried something else. <laughs> it is called milkshakers. And um, what see. you do is you add milk and make a shake. It is freeze-dried chocolate pieces inside a cup, and then it has... A, uh, you know, the entire thing has a wrap around it, so it looks like a milkshake cup, mm-hmm. and then the top of it is a lid. the uh, The wrapper that goes around it has a clear window for you to fill the milk to your desired line, whether you like it thick or like creamy. Mm-hmm. Then you, um, you shake it and then enjoy. Um, now for this one, I would say 
It was cool. If you really look and have a milkshake without the cleanup and everything like that, it was pretty good. But really, it just tastes like if you've ever made a milkshake at home by taking ice cream, putting it in a cup, and then putting milk in it and stirring it until it was pretty much melted and able to be, you know, uh, ingested that way. Hmm. So I would say try the Cheetos. Don't try the milkshake unless you're really just like, yeah, all right. Because after shaking that thing, it was like half foam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so anyway, as I've, you know, frequented the, the convenience stores more and more, um, the one final thing I want to tell you guys about is that at 7-Eleven, they have three chicken tenders for two ninety nine, and they are delicious chicken tenders, and I didn't think they would be. Are they they're, large? They're pretty large, yes. They mm. are for mm. two ninety nine. You know what else is two ninety nine? <laughs> what? Those stinking ribs at Burger King. Have, have you tried those yet? Yes. How are they? Not very good. Really? And for $3, they are, you don't get a lot. Oh, man. It is like, they are like rib nuggets. Very small and not a lot of meat on the bone, the ones I had. That's disappointing. It was a waste. That's disappointing. I was really disappointed. Man. And they show them, they don't show the full, the full nugget, the full rib that you get in the pictures, the advertisements. They show them really big. And they, like, cut it off before you see the bottom of them. So you think, okay, they're going to be full-size ribs. Like a strip. Like a yeah, rib, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are not. They're not. So stick with McRib. Oh, yeah. The McRib sandwich. That thing is so good. That's magical. I love that. They yeah. put. Do you get that plain? No, I get everything on it. You get onions and pickles on your McRib? You bet I do. Wow. <laughs> That's unprecedented. No. See, I like, I like onions and pickles. I had no idea. Why don't you eat that on your burgers? See, <laughs> no, please let me T- tell me. Did, I want to delve into your mind here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, McDonald's hamburgers, just a regular small hamburger. I eat it with everything on it. Comes with ketchup, mustard, onions, pickles. I think that's it. I think that's it too. And that's fine. No cheese, though. No, no cheese. But if I if I get a, a like a Whopper or something, I don't. I want it plain. I don't want anything on it. Or like a burger at a restaurant, I want it plain. Do you like mayonnaise? No. Because that's one, that's one of the things that comes on a Whopper. Why don't you try a Whopper with... That could be one of the things that you didn't like. Why don't you try a Whopper with onions and pickles on it? Mm. You might love it. Well, I, I, I had that uh, rodeo burger that they had at one time. Do you remember that? Onion rings? Barbecue sauce? Yeah. I oh, had, I know the guy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. That is good. But uh, yeah, mostly just for a couple of special items, or except for those, uh, I usually just want it plain. Yeah, I loved the Angry Whopper. I don't know what that is. It's pretty much a, a Whopper that has uh, it's a jalapeno based sauce, and then mm-hmm. they also put jalapenos on it. So are they saying it's spicy because yeah. it's so angry? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether it's the <laughs> anger that makes it spicy or the spicy which makes it angry. You know, which oh. way chicken or the egg there? But yeah. um, I do. I do enjoy it. And can I tell you that when I go to Burger King and I'm really, really hungry, I love to get a triple Whopper with bacon and cheese, king-size the value meal, and get a Sprite. Hmm? Yeah. I don't know why, but what that's is, just... Do they have Coke Zero at Burger King? They don't. No. And they don't have it at McDonald's either, which is really surprising to me. Maybe because it's only at certain locations. It is. Well, oh. you mean at certain restaurants, like... Certain McDonald's locations? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, like I said, my girlfriend lives about an hour and a half away from here, and her side of town doesn't have it, and our side of town doesn't have it, so it huh. might not be It might be regional. But Firehouse mm-hmm. Subs has Coke Zero. You uh, know what? Like they just, Denny's and they Chick-fil-A, just I think, switched to Coca-Cola. Yes, they products. did. I saw the sign on their door. It was yeah. like, we are now proudly serving Coke products. I always love it when I see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for it, you. Universal was one that always had Pepsi, and they... The past couple of years, they've had, they've had Coke. They wow. switched. Wow. That's a big company. Yeah. Coke has a lot of corporate accounts. Mm. I don't see very many people that have Pepsi products anymore. Yeah, Pepsi's going under, man. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that for sure. I don't know. Most places have Coke. Yeah. I'm, I'm always really surprised when they say they don't. They have Pepsi products. No, I am too. Like I, uh, when we went to uh, Gator's Dockside the other night, and they have Pepsi still. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either, but I can tell you that Subway used to have Pepsi, and there was nothing like a Subway foot-long turkey sub <laughs> with sweet, sweet Pepsi juice. And they have they, Coke now? Yes, they do. 
good for them. Have for years, but I mean, when <laughs> the first day I went in there, it was like breaking up with your lifelong love. Aww. I was like, huh? And then finding a new, sweeter girl in her place. What? No, I'm kidding. But really, it was it was strange. So anyway, that's that's kind of just a little segment on food because um, I love. I would consider myself a fast food geek personally. I'm all about trying new, different fast foods, mixing it up, going to places, and ordering things differently on purpose, like using this sauce on that item and that item on this, and you know, trying to combine things and make my own new cheap meals. But um, yeah, so there was one time when you went into Taco Bell. And you ordered everything off the menu. That is true. I actually had a friend of mine who was going off to the military, and he got a signing bonus. And the there were two things tied to this. One was, as a going away, he said, I'm going to buy one of everything off the menu, but I want you to order. And I said, okay. Now, as a subplot to this, completely unrelated, but yet tied in. We have a friend named Adam, and he actually was a vegetarian for some time. And when you ask him why he was a vegetarian, his answer was, I don't know, and just kind of because. There was no animal cruelty issue. There was no health issue. He uh-huh. just kind of wanted to do it and stuck with it because he had decided to do it. Mm-hmm. The thing that he said he would do, and David, the person who was getting the signing bonus for the military, didn't know this at the time. But Adam said that the only way he would eat meat again is if someone ordered one of everything off the Taco Bell menu. Not knowing that he had... Not knowing. Now, now this was... Adam had said this previously yeah. to David. And David wanted to do this not oh, knowing I about see. Adam. Oh. But me and my brothers, when David said, oh, let's buy one of everything off the Taco Bell menu, thought, hmm. <laughs> it was a very easy matchup. So we made sure Adam was there. And uh, the way that it went down was like this. We didn't just go in and say, we'd like one of everything. Because <laughs> they probably would have said, seriously, what do you want? Yeah. So instead, <laughs> play it cool, Superman. Play it cool. We went in there and um, I just said, um, and we filmed the whole thing. And I said, uh, let me get a, and I'm looking and visually trying to see what I've ordered so far. But I started ordering things one at a time. And uh, let me get, um. Taco Supreme, uh, and then also a seven-layer burrito. And then I started just doing it. And then she go, okay, anything else? I go, um, yeah, let me go ahead and get – and I just – and she goes, are you serious? I was like, I promise. <laughs> now, when I say one of everything, I don't mean – because they have three different ways you can get items, beef, chicken, mm-hmm. or steak. I don't mean one beef, one just chicken. one of one's, the item. Yeah, one of the item in any way. Now – there was there was a gang of us there. It wasn't just me, David, and Adam. It was me, David, Adam, my three brothers, and several of our friends. Yeah. So slowly we kept ordering, we kept ordering, and, and now by this time, any staff who isn't directly working in drive through or busy is up at the front counter like watching this go down. <laughs> Can you guess what one of everything at Taco Bell cost about nine months ago? No. You have even a ballpark guess? I don't eat there. I don't know what things cost. I'll say $100. It was about $72. Okay. That is not as much as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I roll into Taco Bell, and I wreck shop there. <laughs> so when I'm like, yeah, let's get some Taco Bell, I'm like, yeah. And I'll go in there, and for me and my two brothers, I'll spend $40. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't do that anymore. But when I was... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but when I was yeah. doing that, I was like, yeah, it's because we get... <laughs> we do get one of everything. No, yeah. We get um, customized stuff with extra this and yeah. you know all that. But anyway, all that to say that I wasn't expecting it to be that cheap. But then we took, and this was a Taco Bell that was also, uh, it was a Taco Bell Long John Silver, and they have the seats and the tables in one area are raised. So they're like raised seats and tables, and one of them is just really long rectangular table. We put all the food on there, and it was like a Greek feast. We all just like walked around eating different things and trying mm-hmm. things and stuff. Yeah. And Adam ate meat for the first time. Ah, so yeah, so we did. We ordered one of everything. But I am a fast food lover. I love Arby's. I love McDonald's. I love. I consider Subway fast food, even though it's like the healthiest kind. Yeah, I love all of that stuff. And um, for those of you listening... Um, you would think I'd be fatter. But, <laughs> but you work out a lot, though. I do work out quite a bit, yeah. So. But yeah, so that is uh, 
I guess that's the state of the union on what we think about fast food and also convenience store treats. <laughs> How delightful. Yeah. I saw an interesting, um, it was an article on Engadget, and it's about smartphone owners' satisfaction. And they polled iPhone 3GS owners, and they polled Palm pre-owners. Yeah. And the two answers were, you are very satisfied or somewhat satisfied with your device. That was it. You could only answer those ways. For the iPhone 3GS, well, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you and I are iPhone geeks. We love our iPhones. Yep. And... Um, but I, I, at no point do I want to just talk about it so much so that the people who don't have iPhones are like, all right, <laughs> you know. But for the iPhone 3GS, 82% of people polled said they were very satisfied, and only 17% said somewhat satisfied. Okay. For the Palm Pre, 45% said they were very satisfied, and 42% said they were somewhat satisfied. Okay. So... That obviously um, is uh, not a hundred percent, but I think that there was an like a not responding category, like you know a no comment, and then also a an other category. Uh-huh. So anyway, I was just looking at that because um, RBC Capital and a company called ChangeWave they did those um, pretty much to just poll what their satisfaction levels were with the two companies. Um, so, overall, ninety nine percent of the Apple's like owners, in one way or another, proclaim themselves satisfied. Huh. Um, but eighty two percent said very satisfied. But then the the Palm pre owners, uh, it said that eighty seven percent were satisfied, and forty five percent only said they were very satisfied. So I don't know. I was just thinking. It reminded me of you know when something is really good. When something is, you know, high quality overall, it just becomes more popular sometimes because people just gravitate towards its quality. Mm-hmm. I was really slow to um, switch over to the iPhone. Like I, I was like, no, nah, it's probably not for me. I didn't want to do the texting. But now that I'm switched over to it, I don't know that I could use anything else. <laughs> like I couldn't go back. Even when you got yours, I thought, oh, that's nice for him. I'm, uh, that's not me. Yeah. And then I bought an iPod Touch. Because I needed an upgrade for my iPod, mm-hmm. one I had for years, finally, you know, pooped the bed and wouldn't come back on. Yeah. And then once that happened, I was like, oh, I'll get an iPod Touch, why not? And then I used the internet on it, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, and I thought, I need a phone that does this. <laughs> and that's, it all went uphill from there. Yeah. So, I don't know, I just thought that these companies who are now trying to race to catch up with the iPhone, I think they're far, far behind. Mm-hmm. And they're not really coming up to the quality. I mean, everything on the iPhone works. It works well. Um, it just seems so seamless. It doesn't have a bunch of glitches and bugs. I mean, it has its share of little quirks, but I don't know. I just feel that it's extremely reliable. And I, I've never had a smartphone that's been like that. I've been through two other smartphones. One was a uh, like a Samsung Blackjack 2, and the other one was a Hewlett Packard iPack. And both of them were not nearly as reliable and easy to use as this. And they don't have app stores. They don't have the app store either, which, honestly, that's what puts it over the top. Yeah. You know, the, the the phrase people go, there's an app for that. There really is. If you can think about it, there's probably an app for it. Yeah. It might cost you a little bit of money. Even if you can't think of, think of it. <laughs> there's an, an app, app for it. it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I tend to sway towards the free stuff. Jason buys a lot. Mm. But, um... You know, and I... I like it as a gaming platform yeah it's a respectable gaming platform yeah and you know when when they first launched the app store and there was talk about these games and stuff being on it they were saying it would be a competitor with the ds and i was really big into the ds at that time and i didn't want to believe it i was like yeah no i don't think so right but uh i don't know even still now if it's in competition with the ds but it is um, on par with it, I would say. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's saying a lot. There. Are, well, I guess it, it matters too with the like what what software is out for it. Mm-hmm. Like, is there going to be a scribble scribble knots port to? I haven't heard about that. You know, there could be. 
I don't know. That's what I'm waiting for. But the games on the iPhone just keep getting better and better. And I mean, I play the my iPhone games more than any, anything else. Hmm. And they're cheap. That's the thing. On the DS, you're paying like $30, $35. On the iPhone, you could pay a dollar and get hours of entertainment out of an app. Well, and speaking of hours of entertainment or hours of fun out of a game, um, id Software as has recently revealed that their next game coming out is going to be Rage and that the game itself is kind of a post... Not kind of. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, format as far as plot goes. And it re- <laughs> Jason is playing with C-3PO and, and some webbing from a Target Spider-Man. Those toys are us. Oh, I'm sorry. But... um. Id Software is coming out with Rage, and Rage is a post-apocalyptic game, and it is. They said that they're. What are you doing over there? Continue, just go. I will. I will. All right. Okay. Look, Id's coming out with Rage. Rage looks like a Fallout Three clone. Yeah. Here's the thing. I love Id Software. I have not played Fallout Three. I have. Okay. Excellent game. <clears throat> I, I've heard. From top to bottom. Fantastic I game. I almost bought it. You should. I went to um, Play and Trade uh, a couple weeks ago, and I almost, I was so close to buying it, and I got um, Henry Hatsworth instead. And that's really good, you told me, right? It reminded it, you of Mega Man? Yes, it was really good, but it's very difficult. Like, Ooh. even harder than Mega Man. What? that. Wow. I don't find Mega Man games that difficult, actually. Yeah, it depends which one you're talking about. There are certain parts of certain ones that really kind of give me a pain. They're not hard, more or less. They're just... It takes a lot of patience. Those games take a lot of patience. And you have to know what you're doing. Like, the tricks. If you don't know which weapons to use, etc., it could be... Because there's no save points. Yeah. You just gotta... Well, I mean, there's passwords. Uh, Passwords. I'm saying, like, on the levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there kind of are. I don't know. In the later games, they have halfway points, I think. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, what were you saying? Well, I was just going to say that... Oh, yeah, I was saying I got that game instead. You got that game instead of Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was exceptional. You should probably get that. I do want to... See, the thing about it is... I know it takes a lot of time. The game takes a lot of time. You it's kind of like enough? an MMO, but single player. Yeah. There's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of missions, side quests, and I hear that the first... I don't know how many hours. Like, the first few hours, it's not even that good. You won't really like it until you really get into it a few hours. That's true. So, I just didn't feel like investing that time in that right now. Yeah, no, it's but true. But I do want to play it at some point. I just not. I don't feel like it right now. Yeah, wait until you're in the mood. Yeah. Or else you will give up too early, I think. Yeah. The thing about Rage is that it looks like it has Doom 3's graphics. Mm-hmm. with the concept of Fallout. Um, and I don't know when id dreamed this up, if it's been a development for a long time, and Fallout 3 just happened to come out first, or if they saw Fallout 3 and said, we can do that better. But the thing that I didn't like, and I'm going off of, I haven't seen any video, you've seen video of it, I haven't. I'm going off of what I read in the recent Game Informer, and that is... Um, like the photos I've seen and then what I've read, and it it really just didn't seem original. And what I love about id is their creature stuff. I mm-hmm. love their crazy, their dark, twisted design work and that kind of stuff. And and I don't even mind that they're taking away the dark catacombs and the you know the the corridors that are you know these vacuum sealed space tubes and all that stuff. I don't mind the change of pace into like a desert area with a bright blue sky. That's really great. But is that the whole game though? I don't think that's the whole game, but there's a free roaming element where you can go and I know there's a racing element. I know there's a lot of outdoors, like open blue sky kind of Mm -hmm. like, um, how do you know that there aren't catacombs and monsters and things in it? That's exactly what I was going to say, oh. is that I hope there are and that they just kind of didn't let the cat out of the bag in the, right, in yeah. the first uh, article written about the game. Um, the zombies that I saw, the mutants as they call them, mm. looked really stock. They looked like zombies from Doom 3. 
Uh, and they didn't look creative. I didn't see. It was just like, all right, cool. You're a humanoid with glowingish eyes and a sunken in nose. I've seen this in Doom Three. Like, come on. Yeah. You know what? What are your lead designers doing? Sleeping. <laughs> you know, and that maybe again will change when you get further and further into the game. Later on, I saw a photo of what looked like mm-hmm. gas masked, like muscled guys underground. Mm-hmm. So perhaps there is a darker, whole, twisted side to the game that I don't know about, but. It just kind of seemed like a Mad Max meets Fallout 3, and I didn't, I wasn't really excited for the first time in a long time about an, an official id release. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean their licensed stuff, like Quake 4 and stuff like that. I'm saying like stuff that they design in-house and finish and put out. I am just, I feel bad about not being excited about this game. And I hope that in retrospect, when we come back and listen to this show again, we'll be like, boy, were we wrong. Um, do you think that if it came out or you know when it comes out um and people and it, it it might be really good do you think that people would still maybe not like it as much because they would say it's like a fallout 3 clone or something like that i think that's going to be weighing just over just because its... it came out after it yeah i think it's going to be hanging over its head the whole time yeah i mean if you look at network television even sometimes they'll have television shows that debut this happened a lot in the last um, not in the last few years, but probably uh, at, in the early 2000s, shows would become, um, I guess studios would be, become aware of each other's shows, and they would put into development television shows, and they would premiere, and it would be so similar. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember the names, but there was, at one point, there were two shows that debuted like the same week or month that it was about a guy going back and reliving his high school years. Huh. And making different choices. And it was on two different networks, two different shows. Um, you know, it'll be like, oh, this is our cop drama versus this cop drama. And it's yeah. like, I think the better one always tends to suffer if it comes out later. Because it's it's in marketing, it's sometimes about being first. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the best. It's about being first. And that's sometimes. So I don't know if there's going to be a spin on it or... There's also the idea that if you love Fallout 3 and Fallout 3 is over for you and you're done playing it, this is the next logical progressive step mm-hmm. because you're like, hey, I love Fallout 3. I'll try id's version. Yeah. You know. So I hope that the <clears throat> the online racing element is cool because I heard that that's one of the things that's going to make it um, replayable constantly. I also heard there's like a free roaming element. Like there are a lot of things you can just roam and do. Yeah. And just discover. So, hold on. There, the racing is online. If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, it's on Xbox Live. Yeah, you can do the racing. Online. Yes. Huh. From what I understand. I, I mean, I, I haven't really read anything about it. So yeah. That's interesting. I mean, there's a neat little plot, but again, it's like the towns look kind of like Fallout towns. It's like even the story itself seems very Fallouty. I mean, you've got. If you've played Fallout, you know that you start in Vault 13, and and you, and that's in any of the Fallout games. You start in a vault, whatever the number is, and you wander out into the world. Well, I'm not going to tell you the exact plot of this game that I've heard, but it's not called a vault. It's called an arc, and it's supposed to open in a certain amount of years, and it opens early. Uh Well, okay, so (laughs) it's green apples versus red apples. It's not like you're reinventing anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to even come from the same place? Like, really? I remember trying to play um, uh, Fallout a few years ago. You let me borrow it, I think. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything at it. I could not figure it out, and there were like these mutant rats or something. And yeah, like, right at the beginning. <laughs> they killed me. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, that, it's, And that was <laughs> the end of that. Yeah. That My is a, interest was lost. Ah, uh, yeah, you know that's that's one of those games too. You have to be really into it <laughs> because it's that first part where they drag you through the mud. You have to earn those weapons, and mm. it's not easy. Yeah, I hear that the beginning of Fallout Three is pretty difficult. Yeah, till you get up a few levels, it really is, and it's kind of cool because then you turn from the everyman until eventually you're the like the juggernaut of a hero, you know, mm. or villain, however you do decide to play it, but. You know, it is frustrating because most games now, uh, especially action platformers, you jump in and you are 
you know, king lord of, <laughs> you know, the universe and you, you start out with your crazy moves or your sword and your awesome weapons and, you know, you know, it's just, it's a different paradigm to start out as very lowly and get beat up. It's not like Warcraft, like World of Warcraft, where you start at a super low level, but the only thing running around you are like chickens and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you start at low level and there are people trying to kill you <laughs> yeah. quickly mm-hmm. and they're relentless about it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it will surprise me because I'm a huge proponent of them. I love their games. I love what they've done to the first person shooter genre. Um, Doom 3 had a lot going for it because of its graphics engine. So even if you didn't like the gameplay, you couldn't deny that it was huge leaps um, in, in what you know 3D engines could be. This looks like that, polished up a little bit. So it's not like this groundbreaking new technology is what they're riding it on. Mm-hmm. And then so you would think, okay, well, it's highly conceptual. Like it must be a new concept. So you've got technology we've seen before and a concept we've seen before. And you put those two together and it seems like we've seen it before. You know, we talked about Doom earlier. The thing that made Doom so popular, I think one of the things, is the the, the double-tiered element of new technology and new concept. And it all just fit. It was like, oh, this for is... For Doom. Oh, for Doom. Doom, original okay, Doom. Okay, Multi-leveled okay. 3D yeah, shooter yeah. with, um, you know, textured, uh, multiple, multiple textures. And then the levels were... Um, and I don't mean multiple leveled as far as I mean multiple levels of height, uh-huh. and you could just shoot something and it would auto correct and your bullets would go up on platforms or below you yeah. and automatically. So it was like whoa! It was truly this three D environment. Uh-huh. Um, so that was new technology, and then on top of that, you had you know it's hell, and right. you're like whoa! And we've seen that in games before, but not to this degree where it was like oh how cool. Hell is opening up on Mars. I mean, it's just such a cool... Even just talking about it now, I'm like, man, that's so awesome. <laughs> but when I talk about Rage, I'm like... Hmm. Let me ask you, you know. something. That, oh, man. Well, it, there won't be any spoilers or anything. But we were talking about... Maybe it will be. About District 9. Oh, okay. So... All right. I'm I don't gonna, think it'll be a spoiler. It's just... All right. Hang on. What I'll do is I'll pause the recording for a second. Okay. You tell me what you're going to say, and then we'll come back and say whether it's a spoiler or not. Okay, we're back. I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay. Um, it's just he's going to describe how it reminded him of something, but he's not going to give away any specifics. Well, it's just a, it's just a certain combat sequence that reminded me of a bit like it was like a video game, like right. you were saying, like Half Life. Yeah. Two. What if they redid the Doom movie like that? That would be awesome. Instead of what we got. That would be awesome. And if you haven't seen District 9, no spoilers. There's just it, the cinematography in one area feels very much like a Half-Life 2 section. Like something from Half-Life 2. Um, and if you've seen any of the trailers, you can probably extrapolate, you know, based on the way that some of the sets look and the creatures that, you know, it's not too big of a stretch. Um, yeah, my quintessential Doom movie is... Because they, see, they tried to make it like a video game, and they did the first person thing and all that. Yeah, it was in the it hands of someone. It really work. I but think. If they did it like like it was in District 9. That could work well. Great. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. The thing that happened with Doom is you put it, not you, but they put it in the hands of someone who didn't love the source material. Mm. They did not find the essence of what made Doom awesome. They made some other movie. You could call that movie anything else, and I wouldn't go. No, it's Doom. Yeah. Uh, you could call it, like, whatever, like, Space Marines. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's that movie Space Marines with Carl Urban and The Rock. I wouldn't go, oh, bro, that's Doom. Mm, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it might sound strange, but my quintessential Doom movie flavor is almost like Army of Darkness. Mm. The flavor of the movie. Because Doom had that tongue-in-cheek humor. It had yeah. that, like, maybe not as campy. But it wouldn't be some super serious it would have awesome action and it wouldn't but it's not I don't think that Doom was ever meant to be like super serious. They had a tongue in cheek attitude about the whole thing and like Yeah. You know, just some funny stuff, but there was some creepy stuff in there and for the time it was really gory. But I don't think you, Doom three was like that though. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I wouldn't even do Doom Three. No. No. I don't want to see Doom, that as a movie. Is Doom three like a remake of the original? It is exactly a remake of the original. Oh, okay. 
but I don't want to see that as a movie. I yeah, love Doom Three. It was really video good. Video game with the yeah, it looked like a movie. Yeah, I I don't yeah. want to see that. I want to see Doom Imagine, and I want to see throwbacks to the way the original armor looked, to the way the original guns looked. And yeah. you know, you can you know use design elements that make them more realistic. Mm-hmm. But I want to see the creatures. I want to see them like very similar. Like I, I just want to see the whole thing, the tone of it. I want it to be that way. And to me, Army of Darkness is Ash gets dropped in the middle of an unknown time and kind of has to build his way up. And it's like that element of him being the hero, uh-huh. that's Doom. There's uh-huh. one guy, and he's fighting his way through um, you know, through hell. And I think that it could be really awesome. And even if you, if you did it right, um, you could set it up as either uh, – it could be a film that has three parts – or you could do a like a mini series, like an HBO kind of, you know, where it's like it's made to have the three episodes. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that there are so many awesome elements to that game that are just lost. That movie to me, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's right up there with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm just, they're just defacing what the original properties stand for. You ever watch them again? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I won't say that I will avoid them, but I will not seek to watch them again, either right, one of yeah. those. Mm-hmm. You know, I might pull one of those walking by and everyone else is watching it and I might sit down for a bit, but they're yeah. really, they make me sad. <laughs> like, I don't find pleasure in watching them because they remind me of wasted potential. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. We've reached the end of the show! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, thanks for listening. And you've been listening to the Multi Geek Show. And I am Tim. And I am Jason. So uh, look for us next week, and we will be coming at you with episode three. But for now, have an awesome week. And remember that um, everyone has an inner geek. It's anything that your love for that thing makes you lovably peculiar. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye.